Hey, pull out yeah, the I did 23. Have it. I want to see the 23 real quick. Pull out the 23. Oh, my 23 is not open. I can tell you that. Every other pappy is open right here except the 20. Let me see the 20 right now. For your viewers, I want you to take a little taste. Oh, you want me to? That's all right. Drink from the bottle. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Wow. It, this see, this is the camera. thing. So uh, I was in, you know, I was a fraternity in college and I didn't do well with peer pressure. So I'll, I'll pretty much do anything <laughs> that everybody <laughs> cheers me on to do. So chug the whole bottle. Yeah, yeah boy. <laughs> you brought a counterfeit bottle to my derby party. I did. I did do that. That was before counterfeiting was cool, though. <laughs> Hey everyone, the podcast is still continuing to grow and I have to say thank you to our roundtable bloggers for making that possible. These guys do an incredible job of bringing good banter and even better information to the show. So make sure you're following Blake from Bourboner, Nick and Jordan from Breaking Bourbon, Carrie from Suburbia, and Brian from Sippin' Corn. This episode will feature a big reveal that happened in the secondary market. There's no closure to this story yet, but hopefully we'll talk about it at another episode at some point soon. This, is, of course, is done on a live stream, and we hit 120 followers at one point. It's a new record for us. And after we ended the show, lots of people stuck around, and some fun stuff took place. Uh, you know, we all gave out bottle samples of bourbon to whoever could answer trivia questions, and it was a fun way to wrap it up. So catch the unedited footage on YouTube, and we're going to trickle them out through Facebook from time to time as well. Please remember to keep those iTunes reviews coming. I was able to read some new ones this week, and I was touched to see some of the kind remarks. Thank you to all those very much who have taken the time out to do that. Remember to tell all your friends about this podcast to help spread the bourbon love. You know, we're looking for partnerships. And if you own a small business, a large business, or if you're part of a PR or marketing company that could use this podcast to get in front of 10,000 bourbon geeks per show, go to bourbonpursuit.com and click on the partner with us tab. For those who haven't checked out the new website yet, go there and you can sort all the podcasts by distillery, whiskey women, master distillers, and of course, the roundtables themselves. Enjoy this week's episode. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Welcome back to the episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast, the official podcast of bourbon. We have got the ninth edition of the Bourbon Community Roundtable. This is always a crowd favorite, and tonight we've got uh, a good subject, I think, that is uh, uh, sort of timely. Some of our guests think it's after its time, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to do it anyway because I think it's going to be fun. And it's going to be, uh, I, honestly, I, I think it's, uh, it's something that you know, as we start diving into it, it's going to make you start thinking twice about a lot of the stuff we always do buy. So 
with that, I want to go around the horn real quick and uh, start off with Blake. Just kind of tell you, tell everybody who you are, where you blog, and uh, your favorite kind of cheese. Ooh, favorite kind of cheese. <laughs> Threw a curveball at us. Uh, I'm Blake from Bourboner.com. You can find me on, let's see, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Bourboner, B-O-U-R-B-O-N-R. Uh, favorite kind of cheese? We're going to go with sharp cheddar tonight. That, that sounds like a good choice. <laughs> Very American. All right, Brian. Yeah, this is Brian with Sippin' Corn, S-I-P-P apostrophe N, corn. Mostly find me on Twitter at at Sippin' Corn. Then I've got the Google uh, blog, so it's Sippin' Corn at Blogspot. And definitely smoked Gouda. Oh, that's a nice one. Oh, nice choice. It pairs well with bourbon. This is uh, Jordan from Breaking Bourbon. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Breaking Bourbon. Uh, And make sure to sign up for our email newsletter and look at our uh, daily calendar update. Awesome. And then if we can get Kerry away from his PS4 for a second, we might be able to chime in. What's going on, Kerry? What's up, guys? This is Kerry from Suburbia, S-U-B-O-U-R-B-I-A. You can find me on Twitter and Facebooks and the Instagrams. And my favorite kind of cheese is the the ones that are constantly posted in the Bourbon R Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> that was a set. Well done. That was a setup. Yeah. We've been playing that one all night. Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, I actually forgot to do it. You know, it's uh, this is the first time Ryan's been back in a little bit. So, uh, Ryan, welcome back uh, to the show again. Yeah, took a few week hiatus, uh, been on vacation. So I'm glad to be back. Excited for this roundtable. It's a lot of fun. Good. How was vacation? My favorite cheese is, oh, Aruba was awesome. Uh, got some awesome rums. Uh, gambled a lot, lost a lot, uh, but had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> but despite that, rum awesome. hunting is much easier in Aruba than bourbon hunting is here. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't say your favorite kind of cheese as well before we get kicked off here? Uh, Velveeta. Velveeta, <laughs> you can't beat that. <laughs> Man, cheese oh, product. I guess I'm just gonna go with pepper jack because like it it's just it's just good on everything for me. I don't know. So um, we want to we want to kind of get this started, and we got we have one topic for tonight, and this one topic was uh, is a very very big one, uh, and this kind of happened uh, just a few weeks ago. So I've got my uh, my script here in front of me, and we're going to kind of go through this, and it's going to have a few different parts to it. So it's we're going to break this out into three different segments. So on June fourteenth, the the bourbon internet broke. In my opinion, I remember going to bed. I looked at my phone. It was around probably about eleven p.m. And then I didn't put it down for almost an hour or two. It's just the comments just kept scrolling and scrolling. And uh, as I said, this is this is a, kind of a long story here. So we're breaking down this into three parts. So here we go. Part one. How it started. Brandon Priest, a longtime seller on the secondary market, admitted to buying empty bottles on eBay, refilling them, resealing them, and selling them as new. I'll let the people who did the sleuthing remain anonymous here, and we'll just refer to them here going forward as A&A. Brandon provided elaborate excuses, claiming he had bought a number of what he thought were real bottles from a man in Chicago, who, of course, was now unfindable, in two deals that went down in Indianapolis back in the January timeframe. After letting him toil over for a few days, ANA had all their direct evidence ready. It was presented to Brandon. ANA had his eBay account, the MTC bought, the photos of the same exact bottles that were now full and new, owned by his unsuspecting customers. Brandon at first denied everything, but he eventually confessed. He intentionally defrauded people, and frankly, ANA had planned to tear him apart in public. Instead, ANA spent hours talking with him, trying to figure out what he should do from there. Brandon offered to make things right as best he can. He has already issued some refunds and says he will do so for anyone else who has received a fake. He asked that his family won't be harassed, his property damaged, his business destroyed, and whatever other retaliatory acts people may be contemplating. As it turns out, dozens of the MTC bought are actually still sitting at home on his bar. They refilled, uh, they refilled, but they were still open, apparently just to show off the guests as his bar stock. ANA asked him to destroy those and provide proof. ANA asked to not have everybody panic over all the bottles that were out there. And you know, if you bought a bottle from Brandon in the past six months, it was either a wax or a plastic seal or a plain, just a tax stamp. It could possibly be fake. He did actually sell Shit. mostly real bottles. You okay there, Ryan? No, I bought one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> A&A had been working with him to verify the individual bottles he faked. 
Now, the one thing that everybody has to keep in mind here is that Brandon Priest had been selling bottles consistently. It's like almost every week for years. He had mules at liquor barn raffles, mules at Willet runs. He paid people to stand in lines. Rumors automatically began swirling that his sales were in the upwards of around like $100,000. Of course, and without question, everybody began to look at their bottles from previous purchases. In the span of almost 48 hours, people were looking at bottles such as their Four Roses Small Batch Limited Editions and noticed that the film seemed off, like it was almost done with a hairdryer. Others brought out tax stamp bottles, and there was even a rumor that he went as low as counterfeiting a lost profit orphan barrel. So before, <laughs> so before we get into parts two and three where he digs himself even deeper, uh, you know, the community just went up in arms and were asking for his head. I kind of want to push it out to you all and kind of figure out, like, what was your initial impression when you first saw this? Wait, you mean to tell me that this has been bad because he refilled it with bad stuff? <laughs> <laughs> was it 30,000 bottles of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was busy. Oh, man. I think, you know, I think my first impression was I'm surprised it took this long, quite honestly. Like, truly, I realized that majority of people in the bourbon community are really good individuals, right? And I think everyone really is. And it's just for the game and love of bourbon, and no one wants to screw people over. But I mean, it's just a reality of modern day life. I'm really surprised it took this long for someone to try and game the system. And it's a shame. It's truly a shame. Well, yeah. Well, he's certainly not the first, though. No, I guess he's just the first. Right. When you you buy something from a dude on it, I mean, it's buyer beware all the way around. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I think it was just like one of the most uh, shocking, unsurprising things, if, if that makes sense. You know, when we're talking about thousands of dollars and a lot of these things, if, if we're being realistic, um, you know, I guess this is all allegedly, but uh, allegedly he didn't do a good job faking these things, but they wouldn't be that hard to fake if you, if you really look at some of the wax stuff and that kind of thing. Um, so when we're talking about thousands of dollars and you have new drinkers coming into the market all the time who aren't, uh, you know, as savvy as some of the other guys, it's not surprising, but it is a little shocking to see it actually go down. Um, if you've ever watched the Netflix sour grapes, yeah, it's like rewatching that on a much smaller scale. But, um, at the end of the day, yeah, it's just, it, it is shocking. I mean, I guess that did anybody at one point think that like, nah, it can't be true. Like everybody's, I mean, he's been around forever. He's most of his bottles that he sold, which I mean, I can remember even if it was at Willet, um, you know, when he made these runs, he would buy them. I mean, this was back when they were $10 a year. So $120 bottle and he would sell them for like, I don't know, one and 180, 160. He was like the Walmart of bourbon, right? So it, it didn't yep. seem like he was making a huge profit off it. It was, it was more like he was doing off of volume. So I found it really odd that, that he was doing this. I, I almost kind of didn't believe it at first. So let me ask you this. Yeah. When you, uh, on people who are consistently on secondary markets, you know, like all of us who get bored at work and want something to do, <laughs> you see sellers that always have expensive bottles. Always. I mean, they're, you know, that every once in a while, you can always predict they're going to have six or seven in, or they're going to have some old turkey old bottles. And you, have, I've always said to myself, how do these guys get these bottles? How is it that they keep getting all of this pappy, all of this uh, antique, all of these old bottles, you know? And at some point, you think to yourself, like, is there a pipeline somewhere coming from another country? Is there somebody that's going to all these estate sales that pe- we don't know about. Cause I go to estate sales and I don't find anything but old little mannequins and stuff. Like these people, you know, you, you start to wonder at some point, like how do these guys consistently have this same really rare bourbon all the time? And I guess we found out how one guy did, right? Yeah. I guess I was, I was a little surprised that, I mean, I watched sour grapes and I, when I watched it, I was like, man, this is probably going on the bourbon world, but, bourbon prices aren't as expensive as like the wine so it's like for to do for you know a few hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to do this whole faking and whack you know buying ball i was just like man that's that's just got to be a lot of work that i would not do but i'm lazy so (laughs) i was just surprised (laughs) i I think i was more nervous about his uh initial statement which um was he bought him from a guy in chicago 
just so happens that back in January, I bought a bunch of old dusty bottles from a guy in Chicago. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh no, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so maybe I was a little more relieved whenever it came out. It was actually true. But. I, I don't know that I, um, I was all that shy. I guess I'm not that engrossed in the secondary market to really, like I knew his name, but I, I don't think I was you in those total wine points. What's that? You got all those total wine points. That we <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm like a modern day bourbon King where like I got all the beam and all the, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but the antique stuff, I just, um, I, I don't know. I didn't, re- I knew his name, but I didn't know how much he sold until everything went down. I mean, we always knew he sold stuff because the odd thing is he doesn't drink. Right. Uh, I guess maybe that should just be like a, I don't know, a red, red flag. flag red maybe flag. like yeah, I mean, he just, sure. he's he's not in it to drink. He's in it to make a profit. Like that was his whole thing. That was his mo from the very beginning. Right. So I, I guess that that kind of goes back into uh, part of why it went this far. Right. Um, you know, another thing that people are wondering, and and Brian, this is more going to be uh, directed to you because uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Brian is uh, uh, an actual real life lawyer, like in in real life when he's not talking about bourbon, right? So people were just wondering, like, at a, from a legal standpoint, you know, are you able to take this to the authorities? Like, is this something that you can get for either grand theft or fraud or anything like that? You, you can't take to the authorities and sue in a civil case. So you got two kinds of cases. You got civil and criminal. You're not going to be able to sue him in civil court because you can't enforce an illegal contract. And this is an illegal contract. It's if you buy something that's fake, it's maybe it's fraud because you're not supposed to be selling. Um, it's like, you know, if you're not in Colorado or, or some of those States, it's like soon you're, your uh, your pot dealer for selling your oregano. You can't do it. Same thing with with spirits. He could he could be looking at at criminal liability though. Statute: the first sale is a class B misdemeanor, then the second sale is a class A misdemeanor, and then the third is a class D felony for each sale. Ooh. So you know he there's I know there's people who are pushing for uh for criminal investigations and they want the you know everyone always says get the feds involved you know that that's not (laughs) no i mean i guess the the next question to even kind of think about that and i'll direct it to some of the other guys like is it even i think it would probably be a bad thing to even alert authorities about this because you're basically just shining a flashlight right on what we all do every single day while we're bored at work right looking at secondary markets right it's not a lot it's well, a, no, but you're 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 highlighting it to a greater extent than what we are even right now, right? But by, by what bringing a criminal case about it? Yeah, if you were to take it to authorities and be able to say this is the guy that conned X amount of dollars and whatever, and then they have to know exactly where it happened, and you you have to have a some sort of paper trail to prove it. Uh, like I said, you're you're shining a, a a big flashlight on on what we're all a part of. I mean, it's also I mean it's illegal, right? Like buying bourbon not sold by a retailer in the United States is illegal. Am I right about that, Brian? Like, Hey, I want, I want to report somebody who scammed me during an illegal uh, purchase. Like, are they really going to give a shit? Exactly. You can't, you know, you're not going to do one. You're not going to do that Two, You can't sue on it because it's first place. Yeah. So uh, catch 22 said, what about fraud is as a collectible item, but not necessarily the bourbon itself. I mean, basically you see that on Craigslist ads today, right? It says, uh, so yeah, collectible only, not for the contents inside. Hold on. Y'all are drinking this stuff. I thought it was all collectible bottles. We were talking about (laughs) all these, all these are sealed behind me, right? Yeah. (laughs) On the bottle. It's like like your wreath in the background, you know, they're all accessories. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan, in your uh, your post from a year ago, that good piece with. I think I'm not sure if he's what what post if he's referring to our um, the write up that we did on the bourbon secondary market solution, which touches upon just you know the whole nature of a solution, but also like the current market that we're dealing with. Maybe I don't know, but I think just wrapping it back to the conversation. You know, my personal opinion, I don't think when people are worried about reporting to the authorities. I think collectively, everyone involved in the secondary market isn't so much afraid of getting in trouble. I think it's the fact that they're worried that their 
form for selling miles would get shut down, right? Because let's be real, this isn't going to stop anyone. People just people are going to keep doing it. They're just trying to figure out what's the easiest way for them to to do it on, right? No matter what medium it is. So I think that's what everyone's really worried about. Not getting in trouble, just losing their quick source to flipping bottles. I think they'll always be a source. Yeah, for sure. It, you, they can close one. They'll always be a source. And so here's here's another thing with it, right? You know, it if you looked at his Facebook profile and you kind of, you know, I was I was quote unquote friends with them on Facebook because I had actually bought bottles off them before. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, it didn't look like he needed money, right? He's here from in Louisville. He has a great job. He's a real estate broker. Um, he has pictures from him being at courtside games, multiple Super Bowls, drove a really nice car. Like what gives? Like, what's the point? I mean, you think it was just greed at this point? Uh, I mean, I'd just say about that, and uh, Jordan can probably jump into sometimes the guys who pull up in the nicest cars, you get to their tax return and you say, hmm, maybe they shouldn't be driving that car. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> just from seeing the inside of people's finances, it's not always the guy with the flashy stuff who actually has the money. Uh, you know, the saying goes, if, if you have to say it, it's probably not true. So if you're signaling to everyone how rich and luxurious your life is, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So I don't know. I, I feel like that's a slippery slope too. Maybe you, you have a few good years, then all of a sudden things are getting tight. So you sell some fake bottles, um, allegedly. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just, you kind of get stuck in that cycle of, Oh man, what, what am I going to do? Maybe, will it was getting harder to get and camping out at all these places were getting harder to get. And, it was just trying to find find a quick and easy solution. So, yeah, Michael yeah, Barnes. Sure. I, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was say Michael Barnes said maybe bourbon isn't the only thing he's scamming at this point. Yeah, you never know. For sure. So, Jordan, I'm not what are you uh, I was just gonna say it's one of those things too. For some people, it's just never enough, right? Like it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. much they have; they always just want more. Right. So whether he was flashy with no substance behind it, or maybe he actually did have it and he was just caught up and to him, it was the game, right? That was what he got off on just getting more and more and more, no matter the cost. That's and, the crappy uh, thing because self doubt and like everyone else is selling bourbon. Now everyone has self doubt about it. It's just, it's a crappy thing to inject into the system. I agree. Um, I you know, a there's question, a, go ahead, Ron. About, well, you know, with the, the new state law that passed here that, uh, Liquor stores can, or I mean, sorry, bars and restaurants can buy us, uh, uh, vintage, you know, to sell at bars and stuff. Is how's when they trans do those transactions? Are those legal or you know through those secondary markets or? And how much more uh, yeah, is this kind of incentivized to fake? Yeah, unless I'm uh, going to get choppy again here. So that that just the the Kentucky vintage law statute just passed and they're working on the regulations for it to define what's vintage you know is vintage because you can't get it now or is it from uh, uh, you know the real old Taylor distillery you know does it have to be discontinued in that way um, so they're still working on that but um, it's going to be up to those retailers who buy to verify buying something legitimate and that's actually I posted about a year ago when I, my proposed to have the the clearinghouse where you give that kind of license retailer to make sure you've got something authentic. So I think that's essentially what's going to happen. I mean that that opens up the secondary market and it gives us some assurances instead of buying from some guy on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess as you as you said, I don't know if the 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 vintage law, all those um, pieces to it, have been evaluated yet. That says what what is I mean, how are you going to determine if the bottle is real or not? Or um, you know, do you have to bring a a piece of paper that has the genealogy of the bottle from past history of <laughs> transactions? Right? Like, I don't I don't know what that's going to look like. And and honestly, I think um, you know when this whole thing went down, there's I mean. Don't get me wrong. There's already bar owners here in Louisville that are buying up stocks. I mean, they are going nuts right now in secondary markets and buying absolutely everything they get their hands on because they know prices are going to go up. Uh, I mean, there's there's uh, a few names that you'll see in the, the forums every single day. And uh, they, they buy things by the truckload because they know that they're going to have uh, a full bar uh, of stuff that they can be able to sell here in the next year or two. 
uh, at a at a considerable premium as well. So it is definitely going to be on them to do their due diligence of being able to figure out what does it mean to be able to, um, you know, is this bottle real or not? So that there definitely is a, a big if there, right? Yeah. So like, do you go, when you go to Jack Rose, do you trust that what they're serving you is real? And I think the answer is going to be yes. You know, they, they've got a trusted name. You know, you go there and there's what, 27,000 bottles or what number is. And Taylor started up under the vintage law and he, and his bars stock up, it's going to be a trust game. And as soon as there's any sniff that they're selling you in a, in a Pappy 20 bottle, then they're done. I mean, what's, what this shows is that the bourbon community is quick to react. Yeah, that's, I think it's, that's very true. I mean, uh, that's one of the questions I didn't, uh, you know, kind of throw it out here is that, you know, in this part one, you know, everybody was very much ready to just start taking off his head. Uh, I mean, just basically ready to start going at him. However, the, the people who did the sleuthing asked people to like, just they kind of just hold still for a little bit, like, let us figure this out. I mean, would you have been level-headed enough yeah. to be able to do that? Or would you just said, you know, I got screwed. Fuck this. Like, let's, let's tear them apart because there's a lot of idiots out there. Like, let's be honest, right? Like there's more people in these secondary markets than there are, um, you know, I guess you can say the intelligent people enough that that would be able to have a level head to be able to do it. Wait, what's the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you, would you have had a level head? Kerry just knocked out a quick mile on the treadmill in the background. So he, switch and a router and get a wire over here. So I was, doing some IT work. Anyway. Well, well welcome back. Uh, and by the way, we should also uh, just go ahead and give ourselves a pat on the back. We have just eclipsed uh, 116 viewers. So we have finally beaten 100 <laughs> viewers live nice. on the road. I want to thank um, every member of my family who tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> All 116 of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, back, back one more question. Uh, I'll, I'll throw this in a different direction. So there's something, you know, some of these forms, they have a rule in place that after you sell something that you can't delete a post. However, his were always deleted. So is that another thing that you just, I mean, immediately just more red flags are being raised yet. Nobody seemed to really notice at the time. He's yeah, just, I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> he's a scumbag. I, I mean, like he scammed people. He knew he scammed people. He's gotten off the hook. He's written a formal letter of apology for it. But if he hadn't been caught, he would have kept doing it. So I don't know why yeah. people are even paying him attention. Don't buy from him again. He's <laughs> he's a scumbag. He'll always be a scumbag. I mean, no offense to him personally. <laughs> so, any random person. I, I mean that in a general sense of anybody who feels the need to scam people in any kind of way um if it's pokemon cards or it's bourbon or it's whatever it is like you're, you're you know taking advantage of the human instinct most people are trusting by nature and you're taking advantage of that and i just think it's, it's fucking bullshit i agree all right so let's move on part two within 24 hours he shut down his facebook account people started blasting his business on yelp facebook and google the business took down their Facebook pages and it didn't take long for anybody to find his home address since he had shipped so many packages. Not to mention the Yelp rating went down to one star almost immediately. A&A started to refund the process that, or started the refund process that involved Brandon's cooperation. Brandon also has a full statement to make to apologize to the bourbon community, which we'll read in part three. The community in itself was in an uproar and wanted his head on a silver platter. ANA insisted that they are not going soft on him, but they're being practical, level-headed, and extremely wary. Brandon asked that everyone stop the retaliations against his business and his family so that those that posted public messages about him, uh, that they had hopefully deleted him. He knows that everyone was beyond furious and that will be addressed in a statement. ANA said, immediacy is not the priority. Accuracy and thoroughness is. Again, thank you for the cooperation, understanding, and patience. So... Uh, I'll throw this out to, uh, to you, Jordan. Um, you know, did, sure. delete, did deleting his Facebook account really help the situation here? I think it's just, you know, add a fuel to the fire. Here's the problem with something like this. It took him, what was it like 48, 72 hours before you wrote an apology letter. And even then when you read, you know, if you're going to read parts of that letter in part three, 
it doesn't, at least to me when I read it, it doesn't come across as super sincere, right? He still like deflects a lot of like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't do too many bottles. Don't worry. Most of them are at my house. I destroyed the other ones. And it's like, just take my word. Trust me again. It just doesn't work that way. So, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. The whole thing's just, I have my thoughts on it. I have, you know, and deleting your Facebook page doesn't help anything. Right. It just allows people to go after a different forum, whether it's his business or, or any other public venue that they can find to vent frustration. You know, that was that was a stupid move on his part. Do I feel bad for him? Not, you know, not one bit. Right. Like I said, not only did he inject bottles into the market, but who knows? Like he says he didn't do too many. You can't trust that. And then those get flipped and flipped again. And it just puts this whole self-doubt in the whole thing, which which is a shame. Because the whole point of this is not to like screw people over, it's just to have a bunch of fun with it. Right. It's the whole point right. is to and also, you know, Four Roses was his big, I think that was one of his big. Yeah. So hopefully that will crash the Four Roses market because I'm looking for <laughs> like uh, 2015. And that was one of the big ones he forged. So uh, looking for those, just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, I don't know that you can ever fully trust any transaction from someone you don't know. And the thing is, I guess with Brandon, everyone could vouch for him. You know, they would say, can anyone vouch for no, I totally agree. I mean, I would have been in this, the, the corner of being able to say I could vouch for him. I mean, I bought bottles off him and thankfully mine were legit uh, because I just bought some shelf. I bought some shelf turds, right? So it was just uh, some lower and stuff that I got way less than retail because he just wanted to get rid of them. So that or might have been his first fakes. Who knows? One or the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> really just testing things out. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this Russell's rye actually tastes like a rye. So he, he fooled me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The bourbon community, even though we, we rose up and went a little crazy, like, you, you know, if this was like the drug business and he faked it, like, it'd be a whole different story. But here we <laughs> he are, like, giving him and moving on and everything. He, yeah, he got him. So, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, this is what it is. It's a hobby, right? And we collect this stuff not just for um, drinking it, but for collecting it too. And to have somebody come in and, you know, kind of – throw waves like he did and kind of inter interrupt everything. I think also the once we get through all the crap of it, the benefit is that I think it makes people more wary and um, almost even helps because now you almost have people who are afraid, even the, the, the crooks out there, they're going to do this. They're afraid to get caught or, or screw up or do something to get caught about it. So, you know, I, I see it kind of both ways too. Um, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I can just appreciate the the passion of the community to go after him, to go after his business. Because like, reminds me of UK basketball when that referee, like the yeah. roofery, where they you know too. went after and roofery, you know <laughs> one 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 star reviews and whatnot. I mean, too far, but uh, I don't know. Maybe not. He screwed people over, so you know that's. It's kind of funny though. Bartman is still in hiding from the Cub <laughs> twelve years ago, so they can do it to Bartman, and the Cubs can still win a World He's Series. Back. Maybe there's redemption. <laughs> no, I, I you know, even if he deletes his Facebook, does all this stuff, what's it really matter? It, the problem really was he was putting fake bottles. I don't think there's any reaction after that that anybody's going to be like, okay, never mind. Even if he just came out immediately and said, I'm sorry, shouldn't have done this. I'm going to refund you right away. He still would have gotten the same treatment, you know, the fake Yelp reviews, all this stuff. Um, so uh, he, he really kind of buried himself with the fake bottles and anything after that, just we can kind of critique. But that was that was really the end of it, you know, once it was proven that he was faking and scamming people. Well, well, I'll kind of, well, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of report back to that and kind of kind of throw another question back to you there, Blake, because you know he's he's the one sitting there making all the demands of saying like you know don't tear apart my family, don't tear apart my business, like they're innocent and all this. Is you really think he's in a position to make those demands? Uh, because in my opinion, he kind of still has the upper hand right here. He still has everybody's money. He could just he could just you know go away and never be seen again. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, because in reality, his family and business because i mean i don't know much about him or anything but it sounds like he doesn't own the business it's kind of his dad's and stuff so um should everyone be held responsible if their son is a screw-up or if you know their brother or whatever is a screw-up 
I don't know. That That's a tough call to make. I, I think people should be aware of what kind of guy he is. Um, and I'm not giving him any slack by any means. Like, Hey, if, if there's a way to bring criminal charges, do it. But, um, you know, bringing somebody's family and all that, threatening somebody's family or something like that. Like I just, I, don't, I, I can't agree with that, but you know, do whatever you can to get the money back and then, and then put whatever reviews and that kind of stuff out there. Um, but I think getting the people who were scammed repaid is, is the biggest priority. Um, and all that goes away if this guy feels like he's being threatened and has to go into hiding and that kind of thing. So, um, I assume that's what the intent was of saying, Hey, give him some time. You know, it wasn't like, Hey, give this guy mercy. I think it was, Hey, give him some time. He says he's going to repay everyone. Let's get that done and then take it from there. So. Now, I might be wrong. Maybe I missed it on, on any of the forums, but I know he's claimed to have refunded people, but has anyone stepped up and said, oh yeah, he 100% refunded me and everything's good? I, I've seen someone um, say that they were refunded. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, so, it wasn't like somebody I knew or anything, but um, I, I saw at least one guy I know of said they were refunded. Okay. So there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, I guess, for some people. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. You know, and uh, at this, and Brian, this might be more directed towards you. You know, at this time, it was rumored that the local news had caught wind of the story. But from what I've seen, nothing has ever aired or anything like that. Uh, you know, from a slander point of view, is this something that could have been broadcast, broadcast on public airwaves? Is this something that is public domain and public knowledge that could do that? Well, there, the any news outlet's going to want more than just uh, Internet rumors, which is probably how they see it. They're going to want something more before they report on it. So that's probably we are a news organization on the news. <laughs> <laughs> the Perverter News Network. Well, now it'll be on the news tomorrow. Now it's on, uh, yeah, now it's on Bourbon Pursuit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they'll be calling you tomorrow, Kenny, for a quote. Um, uh, I got nothing to say. No comment. Yeah, no comment. Exactly. But that, I mean, that's probably what the news media is, was waiting on is they, they want more than just what they see as online rumors because they they want more than one source and they want. And back to our initial point, we're going to step up and, and try to kill the whole secondary market by complaining to the press or complaining to the to the uh, authorities and trying to get criminal charges against him. I mean, it's just not something that's going to happen. I, I know someone who um, was contacted by the news channel. Really? Yeah, he was... Over the story? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He was one of the ones who was affected. 
and uh, the anchor, Cinema PM. And um, and he says no comment, right? Exactly. So the Ron so Burgundy. They, so they contact. We all you know, know what happened to snitches. So yeah, they contact <laughs> fifty people, and fifty people who bought from him are going to say no comment because they don't want to say that they've bought on the secondary market. They, right. they don't want to be the one who's responsible for bringing it down. I just snitched on the snitch. I may I may look out for horse heads in my bed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which I mean, and with everything, you see like the random. Um, thing pop up and I, I feel like Pennsylvania is the only state that seems to be cracking down on the cra- people selling on Craig. They crack down hard here. Um, they crack down hard. And, and, you know, so there is there is always a little bit of that, but I don't know. I feel like the, the fear is minimum, but even if I did get ripped off, I still wouldn't go on the news and be like, yeah, this guy tried to sell me a Pappy Van Wingo. <laughs> this was unbelievable. Let me tell you. I also um, tried to buy fake weed from him, and it was it was not even I, real. It was I'd, on, I'd put on a bourbon pursuit pursuit t shirt and just say, "Hey, Kenny Coleman here." <laughs> <laughs> the best way to get away with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, even on the secondary markets, I've got friends that are police officers that are in those groups, and they don't care. They'd rather buy bourbon. They don't. They don't care, mm-hmm. right? Like in Louisville, that's not. It's not a. It's not a, like a high crime. Like nobody gives it's a not shit. Not an arrestable offense. I mean, no one's going to do it. Yeah. And and the nice thing in I, at least in Kentucky, um, as far as I can interpret, and it's not legal advice. All those disclaimers. I, you can buy. It's not illegal to buy on the secondary market. It's only illegal to sell. So mm-hmm. every everyone who's kind of skitzed out about this because they bought from him. Maybe doesn't have too much to worry about, but they probably sell too, and they don't. They don't want the whole market to go under. So you heard that from a lawyer. So <laughs> you heard not this legal, is not legal <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. Handle them all. So to, to, to pay a prostitute, but it's illegal for a prostitute to accept the money. Right. Got it. Is that right? Yeah, friend just asked. Uh, yeah, ask you. Ask you, <laughs> ask you, ask you for a friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about drugs? Is it illegal yeah. to buy drugs, but the drug dealer gets in trouble if he accepts the money? <laughs> Somehow I feel like those are all twisted. <laughs> Maybe we need Brian as our lawyer if we get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just pay him in fake bottles then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And look at look at Kenny's shelf, and I'll uh, I'll take some of those as a retainer. Yeah, but you would. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, to salvage his family business, you know, Brandon also went on a Yelp, and and he made a review himself, and he said, "There's some people out there trying to destroy or quote unquote our business reputation by making false accusations. We have been in business since 1956, and our track record speaks for itself." Uh, we helped hundreds of families buy and sell their home. Our business was built around service and integrity. That, that takes some balls to be able to say something. Like it, takes, that. it takes a lot of balls, seeing as he made that post before he made his apology letter to the community. So I think that really riled up a bunch of folks in that order, too. It's not like he was like, oh, let me apologize, then do this. It was, let me worry about myself first, and then I'll explain myself to others, which I think was the crux to what really riled people up. Yeah, I mean, I was I was honestly surprised when I saw that, and uh, it was just kind of like, man, and it just threw the word integrity out there. I thought that was the uh, that was the key kicker for me. Yeah. I, I feel like I've just been become so jaded in my older age, but I just expect people to be very self serving and just completely ridiculous because I feel like that that's what that statement is. But then again, it's not that surprising that he's going to try to say to the guys he scammed. I'm so sorry. I'm going to pay you back. And then in this other arena, like life is completely separate in the world of the internet. Say, nope, this is a very honest. No, that's my virtual life. This yeah. is my real life. But I don't know. <laughs> it, it still is just like, you know, that, that sounds about right. That's, that's like a guy like that would do that. You know, if you're willing to sell fake bottles, you're probably willing to um, throw that kind of stuff out there as well. Truth. All right, so let's move on. Part three. Brandon releases his statement. ANA says Brandon's statement is entirely him. What you see is entirely, or what you see here that I'm about to say is entirely ANA. ANA presented the facts, not passing judgment or offering opinion. So please recognize that as such. 
ANA is not representing Brandon. ANA is trying to track down fakes and get restitution to those who were defrauded. ANA isn't the law of the government. ANA did this for the benefit of the community and because of their interest and expertise in counterfeit and collectible whiskey. Brandon has so far refunded nine people at this time since this was uncovered and is working on the 10th to agree a payment for for a larger multi-bottle purchase. ANA can confirm that Brandon is working to repay off all those who receive fakes. He has to pull together finances. His restitution to all those who receive fakes truly does seem to be his goal and achievable, though it may take some time. That is ANA's feeling at this time. A team was involved, sorry, a team was assembled to review the fakes, and the team is highly regarded in the community for knowing vintage bottles, and restitution comes directly from Brandon. At this point, ANA has confirmed about 30 fakes, 24 were traded and sold, and six were at his home, quote unquote, sealed. Another couple or dozen so open bottles, refilled but not resealed, were also on display as stock on his home bar. He also bought a small number of red and green tax tax strips. So they estimate the total fakes is estimated around 16,000. And they, they figured it may rise around 18 to 20,000. The number of victims is around 20, which also may rise by a few. The uncertainty is because Brandon is often inexact and hard to pin down on details. He has been cooperative, yet sometimes evasive or unavailable. ANA did not suspect this was of a significant larger scale. To help identify fakes and empties and refills, ANA's MO commonly included Brandon asking questions that he already knew the answer to. For instance, when Brandon first sent us a statement, it claimed he didn't fake anything prior to 2017. However, ANA knew this to be untrue, although the vast majority of his fakes were made in 2017. When ANA finally confronted that untruth with evidence to the contrary, Brandon revised the not before date to November 2016. ANA confirms that Brandon was buying empties on eBay as early as November 2016. At this point, no evidence has presented itself that he made fakes prior to then. I think this gets where it's a little funny in my opinion. Brandon destroyed the open, quote-unquote, fake drinker bottles he still had. He had provided before the pictures as well as a video of him smashing them. Since ANA recognized this as a dangerous task, they reminded Brandon to wear protective gear, gloves, thick clothing, <laughs> eye protection, etc. Brandon chose to wear no protection, ended up in urgent care with injuries to his hand and foot. This included an example of one of the many challenges that caused continued delays and frustrations. ANA concludes they are not here to let them off easy. They are trying to keep this away from law enforcement. They've asked for your patience and cooperation. It was been a very difficult and intensive process. Here's Brandon's statement. I want to formally apologize to everyone affiliated with these groups. This was without a doubt the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, and it's something I've had to learn and live with. I understand that admitting my faults and working to make each one right will never be good enough. With the exception of my brother's death, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. Many innocent people that I'm close to are now being negatively affected by this. I would ask that the people focus their hate on me instead of my family or businesses I'm associated with. The problem I'm faced with now is that I was a very active seller in these groups for the past couple of years. I checked my FedEx account and I shipped over 1,200 packages in 24 months. 77% of these packages had more than one bottle. Now, everyone I sold to thinks they received a fake bottle and I completely understand why. 98.6% of everything, 98.6% of everything I sold was real. I'm hoping that the people will soon to see that see that see I hope people will soon to see that to be true. What I did was wrong, and by no means am I trying to justify my actions to this message. I've worked with others to confirm fake bottles with whom they went along with a plan and how they will be paid back. I have destroyed any fake bottles I had in my possession. The list of fake bottles isn't nearly as long as you may think. Some of you have already received refunds and others have been in contact with and committed to a date in which they will receive the refund. I would ask that you all remove all the public messages about me that have been posted. People are posting negative remarks about my company all across the internet. Doing this affects too many innocent people. I know that you want to destroy me and reading this message may make you want to hate me even more. For me to be accused of selling tens of thousands of dollars of fake bourbon is crazy. I have seen some reviews where I'm being accused of selling hundreds of thousands of dollars in fake bourbon. I would like to apologize for my Yelp post. I was trying to defend the business itself and not my actions. I can see how that would have been misinterpreted. I've removed that post. Telling the truth comes with many consequences, which I'm fully prepared to accept. However, the situation has snowballed and has gotten extremely out of proportion. I've had countless threats, mainly from people that I did nothing to. The few guys that were directly impacted by this have been most forgiving. I've never been a religious man, but this has made me look to God as I don't know what else to do. I'm praying every day and hoping that people will view me now for how I handled this as opposed to what I have done. To the guys that did receive fake bottles, I want to assure you that I will make this right. There are no words that can explain how bad I feel about this. I will not do any good to post factors that led to me doing this. The bottom line is it was wrong. I built a lot of good relationships. 
this keyword right here is a lot because he spells it A-L-L-O-T <laughs> over the past few years with, again, A-L-L-O-T, a lot of you. And now those relationships have been destroyed. For me, that's my biggest loss. Many of you defended me in the time of need and I let each and every one of you down. This most of all is having a hard time dealing with. The guys in these groups share a special bond that I can't describe. It was a bond that made these groups so enjoyable to be part of over the last few years. I could have easily denied all these allegations and just disappeared. But in order for me to clear my conscience, I have to make this right. There is no doubt that the biggest mistake I've ever had to fix in my life. I want to emphasize that I'm going to complete the refund process. I want this over and I couldn't imagine how bad it would be if I could say I could, I could send refunds and I didn't come through. If I didn't plan on paying anyone back, I wouldn't even bother responding to the messages I received. I wouldn't bother cooperating in general. I just want to make that clear. My goal is to have 100% of refunds completed by the 4th of July. So just to clarify, there's no confusion. I've already refunded 10 guys. The remaining few will get the refunds by next Friday. I have a plan in place to make that happen. In closing, I hope people use this as an example of what not to do. I really enjoy getting to know many of you and will miss being a part of the community. You'll never see me in the years to come to sell another bottle of bourbon. In the hours that followed, there was a new five-star review on Yelp by Cliff B saying that the negative reviews are the furthest thing from the truth. Brandon is a very respected agent. Looks like to me a bunch of drunk bourbon members have spent too much time in their hands. And I speak for a lot of people, A-L-L-O-T, when I say <laughs> that you will always have our respect. This was easily the most ousted fake review because it was just easily be able to see him as branded because he just can't mm -hmm. spell the word a lot. And then the memes just continue from there. So that's actually that, the word all it. It's a uh, <laughs> Western <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> dialect. <laughs> How do you spell a lot? That's <laughs> the applause. Can everybody just give him applause real quick? Oh, man. I feel like oh, I was back quiet. in the classroom right there, right? <laughs> it was like with Bernie. <laughs> So I'm going to make a kid's story, and it's called the Brandon Priest story, and it's just his speech, <laughs> and I'm going to read it to my kids when I want them to go to bed. <laughs> giant <laughs> bunch of bullshit intended to put someone to sleep. Okay? Like, oh, let's, man. let's just go ahead and publish it. Thank you, Brandon, for giving me the source to put my kids to sleep. A complete <laughs> pile of bullshit. You're a crook. You scammed people. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so, so we can tell that Carrie didn't think this was sincere at all. Did anybody get um, the, the slightest amount of sincerity out of it? No, no, None it's just whatsoever. Like Rick when he goes and blabs about all his shit, it's like you can't. It's like one ear out the other. You don't listen to it. It's all fake. Yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. Right. Uh, I was going to say, so you know what actually jumps out? One, I do think letters bullshit, and uh, you know some of the comments in the chat. I think the same thing. He shipped. You know, Travis Roberts shipped 50 packages per month for two consecutive years, and he's only claiming, you know, less than 1% were fake. But I think what jumps out at me um, is the fact that he admits, I, if I was him, I wouldn't be so afraid that I rip people. I'm on already, people want to have his head and report him for selling fake bourbons. But he flat out admits to shipping 1,200 packages of alcohol, <laughs> most likely across all of our state lines, which to me, like, is he freaking, I mean, I, well, I knew he was crazy, but like, that's just absurd. Like, that's the, that's the thing I'd be scared about saying out loud to anyone. And there he goes. He's not the brightest, not the brightest guy in, uh, in town. That's exactly <laughs> ridiculous. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's an A, B, C, and D yeah. right there. Except it was in, a form of, in the form of some sort of text document in one of these forums that was posted by A and A, right? So, oh, well, it's true. Too. Well, but yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's hard to pin down. Uh, so, I mean, what do you guys think the verdict is here, right? That, that they're really only looking at sixteen to 20,000? Uh, or you think this is still a very shady situation? I mean, you think, really only, you think that only 30 people out of 1,200 packages were scammed? Do you think it could be way more than that? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, you don't know what happened with the real investigation. Did they say, hey, here's the fake or the empty bottles we know you bought. And so these had to be fake. And he said, OK, yeah, those are the fake ones. Nothing else. Or those were just the ones he caught, was caught with. So my guess is it has to be a lot more. I, I don't think you just all of a sudden. I mean, maybe the community just got lucky and caught him at the very beginning. You know, it is a pretty closely knit and um, intelligent community. So, you know, maybe we got lucky with that one and, and dodged a bullet that it's not like 2019 and it's been going on for two years. And um, I don't know if I had to bet, I'd say there's a lot more out there that is fake and he's just trying to get away with them. 
Yeah, I, 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 I agree too. I think I don't think the math and the ratio uh, it evens out. I think that there's probably way more that that there could have been. I, I hope that you're right that this was caught at the very tip of it, and would you know hasn't been going on for uh, for longer than that. You know, it also kind of makes me think that you know there's there's you guys have mentioned sour grapes a few times and how you know that's a a, a very yeah a more sophisticated operation. Um, you know, you think that if he was if he was going to be doing this and, and thinking of doing it longer term he may you may would have tried to make them like much better fakes like more legit right because it seems that as soon as people started looking at him all of a sudden people were noticing all these little consistencies like the four roses uh film like not you know being completely uh tight against the tight against the yeah. bottle and had all these kind of creases in it right so there's a lot of things that he kind of slipped up on himself and was more or less just not being careful about it yeah, I'd say there's a lot more because there's probably a lot of buyers that are like me who don't investigate the bottles and look at the strips and the, you know, the packaging and I just open it and I drink it and, you know, that's, you know, so there's probably a lot more. I think another thing to keep in mind, too, is it, and it kind of reiterates the fact that a lot of people have local groups like for me living in Atlanta, I have there's a large group of people in Atlanta. I'm sure there's people you know, in Kentucky and elsewhere who have local groups, it's always smarter to trade locally, mm-hmm. especially you know, when you, when there's somebody, you know, locally that um, has a reputation for being an honest person. It, it just, when you're in a group that has 18,000 people in it or whether where you're on eBay or wherever that group is and you're trading with that many people, there's bound to be some bad fish in there. But if you stick to local, when there are big purchases that you you don't want to make or you, you need to offload. I always say I always go local first if I can, because I know people, I build relationships, people who may buy those bottles, they say, Hey, come on over and drink them, you know, open them up. I mean, I don't, I don't sell bottles of food that's illegal, but you know, like friends of mine who do that kind of stuff, you know, they, they do it locally. And you can slash their tires cause they're local to you. If you find out what's wrong with it. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Also, can, can I just add real quick, Kenny? What's wrong with Sazerac and Eagle Rare? Because <laughs> because they're not open back there. <laughs> Do you have a problem? Clearly, <laughs> really take them from you. I I, I just I, I did that on purpose because I knew you'd look at it and you'd just be you get your mouth watering the entire time. <laughs> it makes me mad. <laughs> it's because I haven't been over there yet in a while. Yeah. Open them. Every time Ryan comes over to my house, I end up losing like fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well fifteen hundred bottles. Value. Yeah, exactly. Trade value. So yeah, trade I, value. So one last question I kind of want to uh, kind of throw at you guys here. So once the payments are done and restitution's complete, you know, what happens? Uh, are the floodgates open at that point? Like, do you think that people are just gonna let it go? Or do you think it's uh, you know, as as Brandon said, most of the people that have been rude to him aren't even the people that he scammed. It's just mm-hmm. people that uh, you know, just they wanna they wanna you know, I don't know. They just want to put their nose in some other people's business. So kind of like us. Yeah. Well, yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not, we're not sitting there like, you we're, know, we're, we're not casting the first stone. Yeah. We're not, we're not casting any stones, right? We're, we're just kind of putting the facts and kind of telling the story of what's out there. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, what happens at this point, do you think people are going to be level-headed and let it slide and say, well, uh, you know, I hope this, you know, doesn't happen again, even though we, we think it probably will, but or do you think people are just going to go haywire and, uh, you know, I, I know there's websites where you can send boxes of shit to people's doorsteps. I mean, the, the Internet is really known for its level headedness and <laughs> grace and mercy. So, I have a feeling it's going to work out well for them. <laughs> you ready for this? I would bet you that of uh, uh, online, I would say 70 percent of people who are in secondary markets still have no idea who this person is. And therefore, if this person posted a bottle in said secondary market without anybody else saying anything, they would still purchase. Because people, I think, more than not, look at what's being sold as opposed to who the person is. They, they just don't care or they just don't know. Yeah. Or, or I mean, he could do he a do different without name. A, without a fake name? Yeah. He does it in his own name and he, you think he still does it, Kerry? I think that so many people have still aren't that closely tied to it that still don't know who he is or what he did. Wow. I would say a majority still don't. 
I mean, it was it was in a few select you know kind of places, so I can understand where there is a, a large majority who who may not know. But I, I don't know. I, I think I think the the contrary. I think I think most people that are in this, or maybe that um, uh, I guess you could say that are whiskey geeks or like have nothing better to do with their life except focus around bourbon. They're the ones that all know about it, right? So true. I mean, it, like everyone listening in <laughs> knows about it, but I'm just. Talking about it. <laughs> I'm talking about all the people on Bourbon Yeah, I mean, yeah. Viewers, I mean, who else needs to know about it other than these 126 that's all, people? That's so. all there is. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, for me, uh, that last sentence for me was great because that's one less person in Louisville will have to worry about getting a bottle in front of me. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, it sounds like more than one because wasn't he like just paying people to stand in line and everything? Oh yeah, <laughs> could yeah, be five was, or six. Yeah, it, it, it might be even more than that actually. So and yeah, they'll be was, replaced with another like four hundred. I already know another one that, that sends more. <laughs> so you're screwed over there in Kentucky, while over here on the East Coast we're just sitting back like this, just living life, right? Am I yeah, right? We've been through uh, picking up Saz 18s left and right for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or rhetoric twenty three, yeah, yeah, or yeah. more from barrels, whatever it is. Yeah, we so, got the new Weller twelve label coming out, like it's William Le- Rue yeah, Weller right now. Everyone is going to oh, go crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're we're talking yeah. about secondary markets. So let's just go ahead and bring it up because it's it's topic. I mean, how crazy has that gotten that a a thirty five dollars bottle is now a hundred and fifty dollars bottle ship? I mean, I can't it's, it's unreal. I, I got a call from ABC's the store who they're the only ones to get Weller in Florida. And I, I don't even remember signing up for this list, but I said, guess what? Got something for you. I'm like, oh man, because they do a lottery for all their pappy and antique collection. I'm thinking I won the lottery. They're like, Weller 12 just came in, got your name on it. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm excited at first. And then I'm thinking to myself, why am I excited? <laughs> I mean, I went and bought it. It was 50 bucks for a 175. So I'm not going to turn that down. But um, remember when Weller 12? Well, was like was like sweetener for a deal. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll throw that wasn't that long ago either. That was not and that I'll long throw ago. In a Weller twelves. That's when I saved it all. Yeah. Was Wise ever. man. Why? There you go. Crazy. You know, it's for the price. It's it's good, but like people just hold this up and like revere this bourbon now. It's like oh, especially as more people join every day. It's like oh, Weller twelve got it. It's like the best thing ever. It's like that and the Weller store. Picks antiques. It's like yeah, that's all there is. Store picks even crazier actually. Yeah, the one store picks. I mean, I'm like, why is the Marty Mark three hundred bucks? Fuck that. Yeah. 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 You pay to you pay to get something engraved on it, man. That 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 blows it up. Seven year. (laughs) It is seven year Weller. It's just a little higher proof. I don't care how cool the red label is. It is still seven-year Weller Special Reserve that you pass over. But have yep. you seen the new labels? They come with a metal <laughs> screw cap. And I mean, so. <laughs> I fall for it. I mean, it's cool, but come it, on. It, yeah, I, I knew just by that small label change, the Weller's probably oh, they knew what they were doing. It's probably going to be 300 next year at this time or something crazy like that. But um, yeah. How much is the old label worth now? Fred Minnick that, says, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Fred Minnick knows what's up, right? I mean, but yeah, so has the old old label, is that worth more? Is that what, uh, what oh, Reed yeah. is it's doing with changing the label every month? <laughs> Nobody's selling the old label. <laughs> I'm holding on to a bunch yeah, of it. I got, I mean, yeah, I heard there's a guy in Louisville selling it. <laughs> I, I've got one I got to refill here. Um, <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> he can get you a bottle. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. I, I kind of want to close it out there. I think this is a pretty good discussion. I want to say thank you all again for coming on the show tonight. This was uh, this was fun. I did a lot of reading from a script, but you know, I think it was a way to kind of frame the story and ask the questions as we go along. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for bearing with me uh, along with that. And uh, so, Ryan, uh, what do you think, man? Good night. Yeah, it was like an interesting dateline, you know, um, you know, kind of following along. Like we needed Lester Holt here to kind of got us through. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. I mean, yeah, the Chris Hansen. It's a shame it happened, but we knew it was going to. This really, this was a Chris Hansen bourbon story. <laughs> yeah, a predator was out. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, so uh, go go around the, go around the horn and go around the table one more time. Get everybody uh, an idea of where you blog and where you talk at. Blake, you're up. I'll go again. Okay, Blake from uh, Bourboner.com. Again, you can find me at pretty much any social media outlet: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I have like one video up on YouTube, so if you want to subscribe there as well. Um, <laughs> We can do that. It's b o u r b o n r dot com. And corn and the non-paid product placement is an Elijah <laughs> Craig twelve-year at ninety-one proof. And yes, that says old Pogue on it. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how much have you been yeah. drinking tonight, Brian? No, <laughs> that's that's exactly the wrong bottle. <laughs> it's a it's sourced from Bardstown. The 12 year I thought his internet was choppy, but it's him. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm choppy. <laughs> so it's still sourced, and it's $110 for an Elijah Craig 12. As, uh, old Pogu. Okay. Yeah. So uh, sipping corn, S I P P apostrophe and corn. Find me on Twitter and uh, Blogspot. Cheers, guys. Cheers, my man. Cheers. This is uh, Jordan from Breaking Bourbon. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Breaking Bourbon. And uh, check out the site for the latest uh, release calendars and reviews. All right. So first of all, uh, let me start with uh, uh, Breaking (laughs) Bourbon. The Patreon sounds awesome. I saw the list today. Thank you. If you have not signed up for that Patreon... Uh, I would definitely, because I am going to total partial, impartial outsider. I would sign up for that to get that release calendar. The amount of work we appreciate to that. Thank you. It's awesome. And I would love to be the first to get that. So that's awesome. Uh, Blake, love you as always, man. I love the Christmas tree in your background. That's awesome. (laughs) Afro. (laughs) Brian, uh, sipping corn, your information that you provide is invaluable. And, and we love you for that. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And uh, Kenny and uh, Brian. You guys are cool. Um, <laughs> we try. Thanks, man. And, uh, Ryan, and uh, I just wish you would drink more Eagle Rare and Sazerac. Um, and this is Carrie from Suburbia, S-U-B-O-U-R-B-I-A. I'm, you know, to the man named Mr. Priest out there, I may have said some mean things about you tonight. But listen, I am all for uh, – no, you're a crook. Fuck you. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a- <laughs> Well, thank you, Carrie, and thank you, everybody else. That was awesome. Uh, Yeah, well said to kind of wrap that up. Uh, You know, if you like what you hear, make sure you uh, tell everybody about the podcast. There's a lot of of, uh, summer trips that are going on, and you're going to be doing a lot of driving. A lot of your friends are going to be driving, so tell them to pick up, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. This is, of course, another video podcast, so you can be able to watch this uh, after it's all nice and cut and edited on facebook so make sure you follow us on facebook as well and we'll be pushing out all kinds of good pictures and stuff like that on twitter and instagram so of course follow us on those great social media channels with that ryan close this out man wait wait wait. Yep. before Ryan, oh, go ahead yep if it was you not it for me, pursuit, pursuit we would not be here and you guys would not be here so please support these guys because they're awesome they put a lot of work into this amen, amen. thanks gary appreciate it truth Yes, Carrie. And you guys, please let us know what you want to hear. We know these community roundtables are popular, but uh, what else do you guys want to hear? And we'll bring it to you. So I appreciate you all listening in and uh, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.